All right, everyone, welcome to the newest episode of Heal Thyself. This week is going to be a really good week of episodes. Now, I have a knowledge bomb segment for you that you're going to listen to today that is going to be incredible, and I'm going to tell you why, because a lot of us are confused about how to raise children. And listen, I ain't got children, but I'm going to give you the most relevant research on raising a healthy, emotionally balanced, regulated child. There is ways to do it. I'm going to give you all of the downloaded codes for you, especially if you're going into parenthood or if you're already a parent. And on Thursday, we are dropping a fantastic guest segment with Deborah Margopoulos. She is the hormone queen. If you have issues with your hormones at any time in your life, you have to listen to this episode. If you have trouble sleeping, if you have trouble losing weight, if you have trouble with your energy, if you have brain fog, if you have trouble having kids, everything under the sun, she's going to give you the thing that we are completely missing out in medicine. Even in naturopathic and functional medicine, we are missing out on this major, major thing to be looking at. And man, I can't wait for you to listen. That's in a few days. Tune in. But for today, let's get to this knowledge bomb. We are going to be talking about raising children. Let's do this. Okay, if you're a parent, you know there's no guidebook. You're in it, right? You're learning on the fly and you raise kids and you inevitably make mistakes and you learn from them. And that's to be expected, right? There's no such thing as perfect parents. And yeah, we know that overall. But what if we were empowered with more information, right? What if you had just a little bit more? What if there was a rough guide that you can always fall back on? And look, you know that I'm not a parent, but if God blesses me one day, I will be. Let's see. You know, I'm a doctor. I'm a knowledge seeker. I'm a researcher. And I'm going to tell you the parenting approach that sets your child up for the best health, especially mentally and emotionally. We ain't talking about this. We got to talk about this. And my Lord, there are a lot of theories out there. Now, before we get to the most effective one for emotional health, I got to give you some of the most influential and popular theories out there. So we just have a better picture about what's going on. So starting off, there's the attachment theory, right? This emphasizes the importance of a real secure bond between infants and their primary caregivers, right? The quality of attachment in early life affects the child's emotional and social development, as we'd expect. And secure attachment leads to healthy relationships, while insecure attachment results in emotional and social difficulties. And we see this mirrored in relationships, oftentimes from childhood and relationships. It's probably the most relevant theory from the popular ones, but it still doesn't hit it necessarily on the head about raising your children. There's the behaviorism theory. This is a theory that supports the use of rewards and punishment to shape behavior. Techniques such as positive reinforcement are used to encourage desirable behaviors. You know, you might have grown up like this. While negative consequences are used for unwanted behaviors. And probably growing up with a black and white perspective, right, of the world. These are the children that have a black and white perspective. This one, in my opinion, is the most terribly antiquated one of all, right? Rewards and punishment. It's black and white. Then there's a cognitive development theory. Where children construct a mental model of the world through their experiences, right? There's four stages of cognitive development. They go over all the stages of cognitive development in this theory. And each stage actually represents a new way of thinking and understanding the world. This one is cool, resonates with me, right? But I would actually love to see a more of an emotional approach versus cognitive. Because children, you have, if you have them or been around them, you know that they're emotional beings first. This theory is too left-brained. 
and misses the emotional aspect being the driver of cognitive expression. Then there's the social learning theory. This theory emphasizes the role of observation, imitation, modeling, and learning, right? According to this theory, children learn behaviors, their attitudes and emotional reactions through just observing other people, especially the parents and their peers. I like this theory. This is a good theory because it takes into account learned behaviors children absorb from the environment, especially parents. We know this, but it also doesn't say enough about the parenting. So we keep missing the mark. All these theories are missing the mark. They're still not hitting the nail on the head. And there's the ecological systems theory. This looks at children's development within the context of the system of relationships that form from their environment. This theory maps out five environmental systems of which the individual interacts through their environment. And there's microsystems all the way up to macrosystems, right? And everything in between. And it suggests that nurturing and development are influenced by these broader social and environmental factors. And I dig this because it's got a big picture, right? It's probably the most macro coverage of all. It considers all the systems that can affect a child's life. But it still doesn't say enough about the depth of connection of the parent to the child, especially on emotional and nervous system development. Now, as you all know, I've been taking Seeds Daily Symbiotic. You saw it in my stories for a while now. It's that green little bottle with those amazing probiotics. I'm such a fan of probiotics and gut health. You may have heard me rave about the results. My gut's feeling good. My gut's feeling balanced. But it's worth emphasizing again, Seed has supported my overall health and well-being. You see, what Seed does is it helps maintain a healthy gut microbiome. I've done too many shows on that. You already know about that. But it provides me with good digestion and regularity. And when my digestion is moving, I can feel it in my body. I can feel it in my skin. You feel it in your body. You know when your gut is good. And I notice a difference when I'm consistent in taking the daily dose. Now, it's shelf stable, so it doesn't need to be in the fridge. I could bring it everywhere, and I'm always traveling, moving around. I always have my little green bottle. They even give you a little travel pack, and I fill that up. But one of my favorite things is I love the rigorous clinical testing and proven efficacy of Seed's proprietary probiotic strains. Remember, it's got to be the right strains to be working. Over 70 trials back up the science. Now, for me, Seed is the best way to nourish my microbiome if you're looking to promote healthy gut, healthy digestion, overall body benefits, healthy brain. Seeds Daily Symbiotic is one of my favorite probiotics across the board. It's the one I'm using every day. So trust your gut with Seeds DS-01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash DRG. Use the code 25DRG. That's 25% off of your first month of Seeds DS-01 Daily Symbiotic at seed, S-E-E-D, dot com slash DRG. Use the code 25DRG for 25% off. One of the ones that is most alarming to me is authoritative parenting. This is high responsiveness and high demands. Authoritative parents are supportive and attuned to their children's needs, but also set clear boundaries and expectations. Research suggests that this style of parenting is associated with positive outcomes in children, right? Including academic success, self-confidence, and social competence. Well, shit, and probably a lot of perfectionism if you ask me. Right? Raising a kid with academic achievements, accolades, and respect by teachers and peers does not equate to emotional authenticity, emotional regulation, feeling good in the body. Authoritative feels a lot like logical love and not enough heart love. And maybe a lot of you grew up like this. And the last one that I want to mention is something called the Montessori model. It was developed by Maria Montessori in the 20th century. And it's an educational approach where It's child-led learning and the importance of adopting learning environments, fitting into developmental stages of where the kid is at, encouraging independence, freedom within the limits of the child and respect for the child's normal psychological development. I think it's really cool. 
I think they're ahead of the curb, and I think that they really focus on proper development. Still, this theory does not say enough about parenting. So now we know the popular theories. Now you probably fit into one of those growing up or people you know or people you love, maybe your partner. Those are the top parenting and child development theories. But I'm going to introduce you to the one that best intertwines child's development, parenting and emotional development. But it's also trauma-informed in its approach. Now, let me say this. Childhood trauma, right? We have to think about this. Early exposure to child maltreatment is associated with deficits in a children's regulatory functioning. That means compared to their non-maltreated peers, children exposed to childhood maltreatment in early childhood are at an increased risk for developmental delays, behavioral and emotional dysregulation, altered stress physiology, poor school adjustment, and development of adverse mental and physical health problems in adolescence and even into adulthood, right? So we know childhood maltreatment is a big problem and it can affect us as we become adults. But it doesn't have to be one traumatic event or a series of events for that matter. It actually can be much more subtle of a trauma in the household, right? The lasting effects of maltreatment can be from something as small as interpersonal stress from the way that your parents behave or they relate to you that accumulates every single day, just a little bit over time. And it could be from a parent who is controlling and takes away your autonomy or from a parent who lacks warmth, not giving you love from the heart, but from their mind, from their head, or from a parent who thwarts your expression and doesn't let you express your anger or your sadness or your fear or your guilt or your shame. So if you're about to have children, or if you have children already and are concerned with wanting to raise an emotionally regulated, healthy nervous system child, I'm going to tell you about warm age appropriate autonomy. And it's basically parenting with warm and nurturing guidance and giving children the opportunity to be appropriately autonomous depending on their age. Meaning they're given responsibility or made to decide based on their age, right? So you're not asking an infant to choose what outfit they want to wear. You might ask your toddler, maybe when they're five or six or seven. You're meeting the children with love, guidance, and warmth as they learn what it is to develop their own sense of self. You're being a loving parent while empowering your child to be more and more autonomous. So there's a quote from a 2015 study published in the Journal of Developmental Psychopathologies. And this is a fantastic quote that really just embodies all of this. Parenting characterized by warm guidance and support for children's age-appropriate autonomy is central, central to the development and internalization of children's capacities to regulate their affect, attention, physiology, literally their physical health, and behavior. Do you find yourself sluggish? Feeling fatigued, mentally fogged during the day, you may not be getting the right balance of electrolytes your body needs. How many times am I going to talk about Element before we start feeling good with the salt in our body? Let me introduce you to Element. What is it? It's an essential electrolyte drink mix designed to restore optimal hydration. After years of hearing to cut back on sodium, new research shows that we actually need sodium at least two to three times more than we've been told especially for those living in an active lifestyle working out fasting on different types of diets doing the saunas without proper electrolyte balance your performance and energy levels inevitably is going to suffer element has created the perfect zero sugar all natural formula 
to get your electrolytes where they need to be. Just one little packet, you see it before on my stories, contains a thousand milligrams of sodium from high quality sources along with potassium, magnesium, and other essential minerals. I personally felt the difference with Element. I started using it right outside of my saunas. Then I started using it every day. My mind feels sharp. My body feels energized. I do not get muscle cramps ever, even when I'm dripping in sweat. It's clean hydration that works. So go ahead and reclaim your energy, your focus, your performance. Try out Element. They got all the different flavors. You're going to love it. Go to drinkelement.com slash DRG to claim your free sample pack for Heal Thyself listeners only. That's drinklmnt.com slash DRG to optimize your hydration now with the power of proper electrolyte balance. Early autonomy supportive parenting appears to be a key to the development of executive functioning, such as working memory, impulse control, set shifting, which means the ability to move back and forth between different tasks and mental sets, and the regulatory capacities that underlie successful adjustments and performance in school settings, right? It's centralized to all of that. And the thing is this, it's not just cognitive or behavioral. It's also your nervous system as a whole. More sensitive, skillful, autonomy-supportive parent. The more sensitive, the more skillful, the more autonomy-supportive the parent is, is associated with a higher resting vagal tone in the child. That means their ability to regulate after a stressful event is strong and it's resilient. Basically, the child can bounce back quicker from life's inevitable stresses. And its default nervous system, its ground state, is already a grounded restful healing state just from warm age-appropriate autonomous parenting now when a child is abused or maltreated it's different the brains of maltreated children low responsiveness or neglect or even abusive they actually have increases in their cortical limbic circuitry for threat reactivity that means their brain becomes asymmetric and they're more in the fight or flight they're less in the rest and digest due to childhood maltreatment early on. And these are all adaptations for the brain to become more responsive to threat reactivity, right? Our brain morphs for our survival, right? So this child that is exposed to maltreatment can't be in anything but survival mode. And this might be you, think about it. Are you always in stress, fight or flight or freeze, right? And this might be a consequence of the way you were parented, unfortunately. Supporting parents in early childhood strongly predicts favorable brain development, especially in the limbic part of the brain. This is the emotional center. This means that when you raise your child with warm age-appropriate autonomy, there are centers of their brain that are connected to anxiety or aggression or fear conditioning are reduced, and their emotional memory and social cognition gets more robust and strong. And children of warm, loving, guidance, age-appropriate autonomy, they have larger hippocampal volume. That means the part of their brain for memory and learning and emotion is stronger, and they have smaller amygdala volume. That means the part of their brain for fear and anxiety centers is smaller. Their brain electrical patterns are consistent with positive emotionality and approach-oriented behavior. Literally, you're raising more approachable human beings And the vagal indices of child regulation, their vagus nerve is balanced and healthy. That means they're robust and they can come back from stress. So if you hear this and you have children and you think that there's space for more warm, loving autonomy, then yes, put in that work. Because it's inevitable that not only do you pass the health of your nervous system to your child, but you also pass on that reactive expression to stress. They watch you. They take that in. Your child inherits your capacity for stress and 
learns your reactivity for stress. And so it's you, it's your responsibility as a parent to break these generational wounds. And it's time for you to retrain your nervous system. It's up to you to find a somatic practice to connect to the body. You go to elm.health, go do a class, find a meditative practice, go to a meditation studio, connect to spirit, regulate your nervous system, shift your, your brain. Your brain is plastic. It can respond to all these things. It's up to you to connect to the little boy or little girl in you that's in so much pain. And it's certainly up to you to live life from your heart and not your head, especially around your children. Children feel when you're in your heart or they feel when you're in your head. Your children are the best triggers to show you the little kid in you that is dying for love and forgiveness and authenticity and play and creativity and heart. So in that light, what a gift they are to your own healing. Every child is an opportunity to break generational trauma. You now have the awareness. It's up to you to break it. And I really hope this Knowledge Bomb segment can help catalyze that. Thank you for listening.